Hello and welcome to this SUP Border video where I'm here with two very special guests today. We're going to be talking about their recent Norway stand-up paddleboard adventure where they circumnavigated the Lofoten Islands in the Arctic Circle. I'm here with Rachel Martin and Donalu Nixon. Thanks so much for being here. I'm very excited to chat to you about this adventure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, now it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, first off, let's introduce you guys because a lot of us don't know who you are. So Rachel, do you want to start off by introducing yourself first? Yeah, so hi, I'm Rachel Martin. Um, I live in Brighton um, and I have been paddleboarding for over 10 years now. Um, I got my first board. Um, but this is by far and beyond the biggest uh, uh, paddleboard that I've, that I've done, adventure that I've done. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> have you done a few other um, kind of expeditions or kind of notable um, yeah, so so prior to this, I I paddleboarded across the English Channel from um, England to France. Um, ended up in a very nice um, wine bar, <laughs> um, and um, and then I actually I met Donna Lou um, in Norway last year um, in the Norwegian fjords, and that was just a like a four day tour that Donna Lou was guiding um, at. So, so I hadn't done any big multi day adventure type paddles prior to this one, but I I kind of got my sup stripes through the years of just paddling and peopling around as well. Yeah, nice. So something that was kind of exciting for you to go and one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. and scary. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into that part soon. <laughs> Uh, and Donna Luke, she's my mum actually, so I might call her mum throughout this, but yeah, Donna Luke, can you introduce yourself? Please? Hi, I'm Donna Luke Nixon, I'm 62, I live in Australia, and I met Rachel in Norway um, last year, and I've been paddling for, oh, I think, 15 years, I'm not sure. Um, done lots of expeditions solo, um, all solo, like Norway, Australia, New Zealand, lots of places, and love it. And for this one, I just needed a, a good wingman buddy and i picked the right one yeah oh yeah nice. that's good that's great so you've done a lot of solo uh paddles yeah. as you mentioned uh can you just uh elaborate on a little bit more of what you've done previously so i just um run away virtually i plan plan out um, paddles i've done um, 600 kilometers on the murrumbidgee in australia i've done um 650 in norway um, I've done a couple in Norway actually, um, 250Ks in New Zealand and lots of, um, I've done the, Bro the Brompton SUP overland paddle SUP cycle thing for 14 days, just traveling from my house up the coast. So yeah, it's good. The longer and, the better, the longer yeah. the better. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen the video yet of their Norway SUP uh, expedition, please do go and check it out. It's up on the SUP board website now. So it's going to be linked in the description below as well. So make sure you do go and watch it because we're going to be talking about that right now. So to start off with, uh, Mum, do you want to uh, just tell us some of the highlights that you experienced on the, on the paddle? Oh, <laughs> everything. Scenery, water, company, everything. It was just amazing. What was one of your highlights, or a few of your highlights, Rachel? Uh, incredible, awe-inspiring scenery, um, the likes that I had never seen before. I'd never been to that kind of part of the world. Obviously, we'd been in the, the fjords um, the year before, but this was just something else. And the beaches where we were while camping, I mean, it, nice. you could have been in the Caribbean on some of these beaches, minus the uh, the palm trees and the, and the weather. Um, and... Um, 
incredible nature as well. Like, you know, we saw whales and mm. porpoises, um, incredible like seals. birds, but all yeah, the seals, the incredible bird life that we saw. Um just just all of it, just incredible. And then and then obviously, you know, getting to to paddle with one of the most incredible women I've ever had the opportunity to meet. So yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Pay me later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it, it looked like an absolutely amazing uh, adventure and something that a lot of people might be aspiring to uh, in their sub journey as well to go out and adventure and do these things. Um, but there is some, you know, there's obviously some close calls sometimes on these adventures. And we chatted before we got on camera now about a close call that you had. Do you just want to, Rachel, maybe start off by telling us about a close call? Um, day one. <laughs> uh, it, it started off incredibly. We had just the most perfect conditions on this day. The, the yes. sea was like glass and uh, we'd been paddling. I think we were paddling for about nine hours. We yeah. were stood up um, on that day and we were covering quite a lot of kilometres and we got to the the end of the day and actually just before we were, we were sat having lunch on again on one of these beautiful beaches um, and I think I was referring to the fact that if the rest of the the trip goes like this morning it's just going to be a walk in the park to which pretty sure Donna Lou turned around and said you never know what's around the corner and lo and behold that's that's what what happened so um, at the end of the day we had a crossing to do uh, to get to this little beach that was beautiful that we were going to be well camping on and uh, I think you checked it was how many meters? 700 meters. 700 meters. So it wasn't a big crossing. No. And we regrouped, we got together um, and we started the crossing. And I think we got, you know, pretty much near to, to halfway point. And all of a sudden, at the top end of this island that we were heading to, to, to um, Wild Camp, a massive um, passenger um, uh, ship um, turned up. And our first thought was that it was going to be going out to sea, that it wouldn't be going through this little channel that we were that we were crossing. Um, like Seven hundred meters wide. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, it literally, as 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 you uh, term it, it it, ter it turned on a dime, and started heading heading towards us. But we were already committed, so we had to. There was no going back. We could only go forward because we didn't know what you know what direction, what channel the 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 boat was going to take so we we continued um donna lou is is uh by far the most stronger paddler so she was um only slightly in front um yeah. and doing words of encouragement of you know you can you can do it you can do it um and then she said don't look at the boat um and as soon as someone told you not to do something of course you're going to do it so i turned and saw this boat looming towards me was... um and on my direct kind of path and i i knew that actually I had to you know really dig in and stop paddling fast to get out of its um out of its path and and Donna Lou like changed just one word but her intonation changed as well to you have to do it you have to do it and it was just like okay you have to. Yeah. yeah and so it was at that point that I realized that actually I I, I have to do this and all um, I could hear was Oh, <laughs> oh! I'm like, oh, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I I went very guttural in my in my response to yeah. my paddle to try and you know paddle as quickly as I could. But um, but apparently um, you know, obviously survived it. But um, afterwards, I think you were saying it was mm. two paddle strokes. If you clear. had faltered, it would have been a big problem. Yeah. yeah, and then someone on the deck. That's all we could hear. Was this? 
very slow, shocked clap. Yeah. <laughs> what did we just win? And there was no wake, which yeah. was incredible. Yeah. But then we got into the island. It was this beautiful island, and mm. we gave each other a, a, a hug. And it, there was no doubt in my mind that I was just going to continue with this this journey, you know. And that was obviously a close call, and not one that I ever want to have again. And there was learnings from that. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't going to stop me kind of continuing. So yeah, so day one. And nothing we could have done would have changed the outcome. No, no, I don't We've believe been so. Over this a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. Because we were seven hundred meter channel, we're halfway. Yeah. We saw it coming, and then we just couldn't go back. No, no. And yeah, and it was hooting. It was really hooting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it was just. Yeah. But bad, I think bad that, luck and timing. Yeah. I think there's probably one a week that goes yeah. through there. It's probably sent us on day one to say, "Hey, you know, watch out." Yeah, this, yeah. This this isn't a walk in the park. It, exactly, yeah. and I think that that. Yeah. I, that definitely helped me because you know every time I saw a, a boat, even if it was like <laughs> a mile away, I'd be like, "Donnelly, there's a boat, there's a boat." It's <laughs> four days away. <laughs> <That's> four days. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, well done for getting yeah. through that experience and, and doing that. She yeah, was yeah. great for sure. You were great. Yeah, I mean, you, you, had, were, you, you were great. You have to, right? Yeah, you do. Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. But you obviously knew all the. There were going to be ferry routes. There were going to yeah. be yeah. ships yeah. in there. And all that. And you, you'd plan that as well. But sometimes yeah. things just exactly. appear out of nowhere. Well, that's it. I mean, we, we you know we were checking the the ferry lines and and on the maps, like looking at where obviously the ferry goes. But there are so many as well, you know, around these islands. We um, always check and then group, group then yeah, check and the then crossings, go. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. The last one, end of the day, you're tired. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. That's. Well done. We survived. <laughs> exactly. We did it. You can do it. You did it. Uh, well, I can see that the two of you get along very, very well, which is which is great, especially for such a long expedition. But yeah. before that, you'd only met each other for a few days in Norway, as you mentioned at the start, just on a on a, a tour in in the fjords of Norway. What was the dynamic like on this trip, being so different to that from when you met? Well, that five days, we probably only talked three times like and one of the conversations went like um she said um i'm always up for it i've paddled in this channel i knew that and i saw she was a strong paddler and then she said when i get asked for things i always say yes i don't use they don't say no they always say yes and i went ah so i kept that in my mind and um i'm always solo paddler but um this this one i needed someone yeah you need it was just a bit more, a bit more dangerous yeah yeah i mean Got the right girl it was, it was, thank you. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was, a, I guess it was a gamble in some ways because we didn't really know each other that well, but I definitely got the essence of Donna Lou yeah. and, and what a, you know, brilliant woman she is. But, um, but spending all that time in the Arctic paddling, it, it could have gone one of two ways. Yeah. And, you know, we just completely bonded. I think, I think like Donna Lou's like outlook was similar to mine and that kind of like, just enjoying it, having fun yeah. with it. Um, so, you know, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we talked about, like, you know, near miss and this, that and the other. But but we always kind of, like, 
did things with with joy and with fun and and saw the humor in everything and yeah. we both got shocking um singing voices <laughs> so and yes. don't mind airing it to each other yeah, um good. and yeah and just like i think the outlook and you yeah. know and i i i learned so much from donna lou um in terms of like resilience and um and yeah just having fun in life enjoying it and embracing yeah. everything um and yeah i you know i could say i made a mistake of saying that i say yes to adventure but i'm so glad that i said that to donna lou and she listened and she remembered and she asked me so oh it's great no and the beauty is we met in norway talked to it a couple of times yeah. but the next time i contacted her was months later january january yeah. from july to January and that, that was when hi do you want to come and paddle the phone with me and we're like we hadn't kept in touch we no. weren't like buddies no yeah we are yeah. <laughs> inseparable yeah and um her mental strength is brilliant I knew that I knew that and I knew she was a strong paddler and I knew she'd done the English Channel but um we just yeah it worked out really really well really well yeah your mental strength is that's what you need yeah you really need and humor yeah. and humor <laughs> yeah and same humor yeah although i am funnier <laughs> not true <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you decide <laughs> uh, uh, but that's great i think that's what you need on a trip like that is like-minded individuals yeah. yes because inevitably there's going to be you know, cases where you're going to have to decide what, you, what to do next yeah. and if the weather changes you're going to have to sit down and plan a route yeah. You know, there sometimes can be some competing. And the first thing we said before we went, safety, safety, safety first. If it doesn't look good, we don't do it. And, um, yeah, just safety first. Yeah. And if we're not enjoying it, don't do it. Yeah. And what's the use of not enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. So setting those kind of yeah those limits. Or... We're not out to beat anyone or anything. We're out to have fun. Exactly. Try and do something that, you know, maybe we can do, maybe we can't. So. We um, did. We did. <laughs> but we did. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And why, why was Norway? Why was the choice to be Norway to be the Lofoten Islands? Was that something that you discussed together or? I, I'd cycled it three years earlier um, on the Brompton, 300 Ks. It was great. And as I'm cycling, I go, oh, you could suck that. Oh, you could suck that. And But I knew, because I, I was a solo paddler, I knew I couldn't do it by myself because the currents and tides and everything and, uh, and changeable weather. And so I always kept that in my mind that I wanted to do it. And then I found, yeah, someone. And I had someone that said yes. <laughs> I said yes before I even knew exactly where these islands were. <laughs> I was in, I think I was in India traveling when you sent me that, oh, that um, yes, yeah, request, uh, or, you know, asked me if I wanted to join you. So I was like, yeah, why not? And then I started looking at it and realized that it was like in the Arctic Circle. And then looking at photos of it, it felt like it was like Middle Earth. It was so yeah. like prehistoric looking and, and incredible. And it was like, wow, mm. I'm going to the Arctic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you said yes. Yeah. So moving on to some of the questions we've uh, been sent in from you, the readers and viewers of the video. Thank you so much for, for sharing these questions. First one is, do you need a lot of experience to be able to do a trip like this? You need to know your, you need to know your stuff. You need to know all about the area you're going to. You need to know the current, the wind, the tide, the everything, everything, conditions, weather, how it parts, it changes. You, you just can't go like, if you don't know your stuff. No, you can't, yeah, you, you can't. can't wing that for sure. You can't. Um, and I think, and also just in terms of, of 
you know, being able to paddle and to kind of like have the confidence in that paddling, because even though you would have all that information to hand, it would change because, you know, you would get the, the, you know, wind kind of predictions, but then you'll be out on the water and it would look very different to what you were thinking it was going to look like. Um, And having to think on your feet as well in terms of, uh, you know, the, the routes and which way you're going to go, um, as you're doing it sometimes because of the, you know, the changes in the wind that we experience. You've got to read the water. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Water. And have that understanding of it. So, yeah, I would say, you know, if you're not experienced, don't, yeah. don't go and try and do this. And if you're a doubter or you're not confident, confidence is a big thing because that'll really cause you trouble yeah. if you're not confident. Yeah. You, could, you might start out confident and then halfway across the paddle you might have doubt don't ever have doubt yeah that's that's actually a really good point just having that strength of mind commit commit you can do it (laughs) so if we did have some viewers out there that wanted to aspire to do something such as as the lofoten circumnavigation that you've done but they maybe don't have quite the experience just as yet where's a good starting place for them to get a bit more experience uh get into a bit more sub touring exploring and maybe how to read those weather conditions well, just start with overnighters. Like, definitely start with overnighters. Um, ocean paddling is a lot different to rivers. So definitely start in rivers, lakes, rivers. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of expeditions, but this was my first ocean. So it was a totally different game. Totally different game. Yeah. That's why I took someone with me. Yes. Not just anyone. <laughs> yeah. Would you have any tips, Rachel, for someone starting out in SUP? touring um i mean i i personally i had joined a a tour um for my first multi-day um you know kind of experience and that was great because it you know it gave me kind of insight into what that looked like but then obviously i jumped straight into um the arctic um expedition (laughs) not sure where we go from there um (laughs) so um yeah yeah no, cool. But yeah, I think I think definitely starting on those overnight adventures, somewhere local as well, somewhere that you've got phone signal and you can, you know, got all that safety. But like like you said before, safety first comes with everything. So yeah. understanding that. Um, there are some, you know, courses out there as well, especially sailing courses to start to read the weather and things like that too. Yeah. Lots of online resources as well. Um, and then if you, as you said, Rachel, there's those, you know, sub groups that um, that organise tours and things. And it's great to get your kind of your feet wet a little bit in yeah. doing those touring and Staying, you know, camping out overnight and doing all that kind of adventurous stuff. So, yeah. so there's definitely, you know, there's stepping stones to be able to reach out. We've got a lot of, um, you know, videos and a lot of information on the website as well that's going to help you get into SUP touring. And I'll also link to that in the description below. Next question from one of our readers is, how do you go about getting sponsorship for an adventure like this? Because we know that you did have some sponsors for this one, uh, but also... Donald, you've done a few adventures in the past without some sponsors. Mm. So, um, yeah, how do you kind of pick and choose when to get sponsorship or right. or when not to for an adventure? Well, yeah, all my other paddles, I never had sponsorship, as you mentioned, um, because I didn't think I, think I had anything to sell them because I did it for myself. I enjoyed it, you know, not that, yeah, and I, and I just did it. But this one was different. This was this was the Arctic Circle. This was Lofoten. And what I'm... My knowledge is that we may be the first people to actually do it on SUP. So, and two women and accomplished suppers, um, I thought, well, why not? And 
I didn't want any gear. I wanted the best gear. I, I knew we needed because it was all, uh, dangerous and not, you know more dangerous. Um, and we wanted the best gear, definitely. So I looked at what board would be the best, and I really, really liked the Curoc um, 13 foot all water. Fantastic, Fan oh, fantastic board. It really was. It was really good. And um, the Palm equipment, I've seen the reviews on Supporter with the Palm equipment, brilliant again. And I just emailed them out of the blue, and I thought, oh, well, they, all I can do is say no. And they said yes. And what gear? It I was mean. amazing. A, amazing gear both of them mm. like that board you just you could pack it anyway mm. like you didn't have to really really you, I mean you had to pack it with the weight towards your feet but you didn't have to really really consider it did no. you? No it was Especially really stable yeah. really stable and and yeah powered yeah. through so and the gear was oh, warm dry yeah yeah none of this wet feet all day no and yeah it was great really good and actually um like the the um the palm gear like the the palm bags actually doubled up didn't they yeah that was good yeah <laughs> tell them you tell them <laughs> you came up with the system oh. genius <laughs> you go oh, <laughs> so we we're stuck on an island for a couple of days we had how much water did we have two liters that's we had two liters and we knew we were there for at least two days and we thought ah oh. mm. and well, we tried to leave um, it was a crossing, um, but the the wind was a uh, blowing north, and we tried to leave. I think we got to a little kind of um, outcrop, and um, about a third of the way on this crossing, uh, you refer to it as um, hanging out, well, hanging um, out on a rock. On rock. A rock. Um, I refer to it as, as hanging on <laughs> to a rock because the next stop was Greenland, right? Yeah. Um, so we ended up like realizing that no, it was too dangerous for us to continue that crossing. So we went back to this little island, which was just beautiful and stunning. Um, and yeah, we stuck there for a few days, but then we knew that we were um, running out of water. So it was a little bit like, yeah. Christ, what are we going to do? Yeah. You, came, you, know you came up with a brilliant idea. In that three weeks, that was the only time it rained. Yeah. That was, and it rained and we got the palm dry bags out. We put them up and they just caught heaps of water. Yeah. We had too much water. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was genius. It was your genius. Yeah. yeah. Worked well. So thanks, Palm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, Palm. Um, but yeah, uh, so the sponsorship, uh, you obviously need to have something to offer companies yeah, that are going definitely. to be you know attractive to, to you know kind of promote and things like that yeah. obviously two women being the first to even the, the first stand-up paddlers to yeah, really do that too. island chain in the arctic circle yeah. um, is a big thing um, but as far as you know someone else looking for sponsorship uh, what would be some steps for them you think to take maybe get a bit few adventures under their belt to start with or oh, definitely you yeah. need you i mean People don't give you things for nothing and you've really got to have something to offer them. Like it's a deal. It's a two-way street. Like it's even. Um, yeah, so you, if you've got something great to offer, um, you can uh, just approach them. Yeah. Don't be scared to approach them. No, don't be scared. I mean, all I can do is say no. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> and, um, but don't just go for any anything. Like don't just because you want a sponsor. Know what you want. Like, yeah, own it. It's, yeah, it's a case of aligning yourself with the brands that suit you know, you. align with your values ones that suit you. and ones That's that suit fine. you. You know, if you've got that environmental ethos, you're going to be aligning yourself with that. Exactly. If you need certain gear, you need to make sure you're getting you know, the right gear for that exactly. adventure, too, not just anything. 
So the final question from the viewers and readers was, how do you go about you know, planning something like this? Because it is an area with lots of current. It is, you know, in the Arctic Circle, you know, you not really know what to expect. Um, 24 hours of daylight as well in the summer. Uh, talk us through about, you know, step-by-step -step planning or just a kind of a brief overview of how you went about starting to even think about this. So, um, so, so we bought a lot of maps. <laughs> <laughs> we read a lot. The, the, a lot. I mean, there was maps that were the size of like this table, the size of these maps <laughs> that we didn't realize how big yeah. they were going to be yeah. when we got them. Um, and we read a lot about the kind of like, obviously the different tides, um, kayakers, there's been a lot of kayakers that have actually, you know, done the, the second navigation around the islands. So there was a lot of information out there about the different tides. Um, and you did email a couple. Yeah, and we, we got in touch to kind of get kind of insider tips. Um, Google Maps obviously um, was super useful in terms of you know, finding where the spots were where we could wild camp, so where it looked like it might be flat um, and the, the little islands. Um, the Maelstrom, which is um, basically um, what what the Lofton Islands is famous for, is um, <laughs> this Maelstrom, which is right at the southern tip um, of the islands, which is basically um, a whirlpool, effectively. Right. But it's one of the largest and most dangerous whirlpools um, in the world. So, <laughs> so let's paddle. Let's paddle there. <laughs> On day one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was the thing. There was only, we, we were there for just under a, a, a you know, um, three, three, a month. Yeah. And um, and within that time, there was only two set dates where we could actually cross the, the Maelstrom because of it being on the Neap. Yeah. Um, and we arrived there and the conditions were looking good um, for us to try and do that. But it was, it was too audacious a, a, a thing for us to do on day one and because the conditions changed and and then they did change and the problem is once we got past the maelstrom it was going to be a, a, a large area where we were going to be out mm. of kind of any kind of signal for us to be able to check any weather changes and um and the kind of the camping side of things as well so so yeah so you've got to really plan it and you've got to really understand yeah. where you're going and so there was a lot of reading a lot of asking questions um to understand mm. that um so yeah but also day one was we've just met up again after we don't really know each other mm. and we're on new boards new gear and to hit the maelstrom on day one like that was another consideration we had we knew we could do it yeah but it had to all work and then we realised we're going to be out of range. There was just too many factors. Yes. And as we said, safety first. Exactly. If in doubt, leave it out. Exactly, exactly. That. And then the planning in terms of obviously all the gear, we mentioned about, um, you know, getting great sponsorship from from Palm Equipment um, and Kurok, but it was also um, all the other stuff that goes into it, right? So we were while camping and... Uh, you know, we were wanting to take the absolute bare minimum because of weight. I think we ended up with about 25 kilograms each um, in total, something like that, of, of um, what we were carrying. Um, but that obviously included our food, food, included water um, and, and so on. Um, so, yeah, so, so it, it was a mission and there was a lot involved in the, the before, you know, us mm. even like booking plane tickets to get to um, the Lofton Islands. So, so yeah, it's a big undertaking and um, an adventure like what we've done, but but really interesting to, you know, understand all those different elements that you yeah. need. And and, and yeah. all the planning in the world, you can 
can just ch- it did and it did every day it changed we had plan and it changed we were constantly constantly looking at the weather yes constantly because it would change yeah but then you would have conflicting you know you'd be looking at two weather sources for the wind and you'd be getting like conflicting information as well so you know it, it was often a time where you would have to just be looking out at the conditions and saying is this the right time or or not yeah and Rachel mentioned that we had 25 kilos of weight each and we we used everything we had we never didn't overpack it was what we needed exactly what we needed but um, of an after every afternoon, those portages mm. were brutal mm. because it wasn't always flat, <laughs> especially on the southeast side. It, it's it's rocky. It's yeah. and the weather changed like that. So one minute it's beautiful paddling and you're singing and having fun, <laughs> and the next minute you're like hanging on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hanging on. Yeah, like, yeah. And then just finding somewhere to stop. Yeah, and just searching, searching, searching. So you'd find it. You'd carry all your gear up. Oh. And then you look out and all the water's gone. <laughs> so it's a big tidal difference. Oh, huge yeah. tidal difference. I mean, you know, some of those portages would take us two hours, yeah, two hours to get all the equipment up from the water to a place that was flat enough for us to obviously pitch our tents. And um, mm. and it was over slippery rocks with seaweed and then going yeah. up kind of mountain sides and yeah. bogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, like as, as Donnelly mentioned, I mean, this one, this one particular one, I think like we'd landed and it, it, the wind had changed and we'd landed and it was, was just hilarious. enough space for like two tents for us to, to like to basically pitch our tents on and um, and then I think you'd gone to lay down to have a little sleep. She loves her sleep and um, <laughs> and I woke up like an hour later and I, I stepped out of the tent and um, and yeah the tide had started to go out and it was like a <laughs> massive big boulder in this channel that we had yeah. used to kind of like get onto onto land going oh this is going to be interesting <laughs> to like oh, wow. get back off yeah. but um but yeah the portages were, were that hell, the, hell that was the only time we sat there eating and not talking <laughs> we're like <laughs> we were shattered so tired from so it so tired yeah and that's obviously on the end of a you know full day paddling so yeah you had to you had to have good strength yeah. for that so oh, we built we, some muscles we, up we just got on so well like the, we had the toughest like Tough, tough. And this wasn't just once, twice. It was like yeah. 10 or 12 yeah. nights and yeah. just heavy, heavy portages. And you wake up the next morning knowing you've got to take it all back. Yeah. And we, we were singing halfway through. I know. I know. Even on the no last even it. on the last night, remember, well, like, to get worse. into that. That was terrible. Yeah, that was worse. Yeah, I know. So what was the best thing that you took with you on the expedition? Mine was Rachel. Oh. Because I'm always nice. solo, but I chose the... The perfect person. Oh, yeah. no, it was great. You were good. Aww. Your mental strength is very admirable. Oh, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mine was my chair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, obviously it was Donnelly. Obviously, but but the, the, in terms of an uh, an object, it was definitely. Um, and this was your advice, actually. It was the it was the chair and um, taking a chair, which. Everyone, when I mentioned that I was taking a chair, like on a board, they were like, what? But it was honestly the, the best thing to have because at the end of the day, when you finished all the portages we've mentioned and all the paddling and all the, the you know, the stress and the elation and, and, and so on, and sitting down on the chair was just with a cup of tea was just Yeah, it perfect. was. Was there any, anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? Maybe anything you've thought of during this or, or anything else? 
I just want to, I just like, you know, it's thanks to Donna Lee that I got to experience this. I don't think it was something that I would ever have thought of myself because it's a little bit crazy. Um, but I, you know, I loved every minute of it and I got to meet an incredible woman and, and hang out with a, you know, incredible woman that um, has taught me so much, least of all how to paddle. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so much about life and resilience and, um, and I'm super honoured to, oh, to nice. have met you. And I can't wait for the next yeah. one. Yeah, I've got a real, a true friend, a true friend, good paddle buddy. Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of laughing. Yeah, a lot in bad times. In bad times. Yeah. <laughs> and in good as well. It wasn't and in all good. Bad. No, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. It was. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that's nice. And you kind of alluded to the fact that there might be another paddle coming yeah. up. Oh, we got a yeah, we're, we're checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> we're checking it out. We don't know yet. Yeah, we're well, definitely another paddle. Yeah, one hundred percent. We just don't know where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it's got to feel right. It's got to feel right, hasn't it? It's better. Yeah. Well, we look forward to yeah. seeing what you get up to next. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You got to enjoy what you've just done too for a while. Exactly. I like doing that. Exactly. <laughs> really yeah. the memories. And, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's just you know just goes to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights into this journey and yeah. it's been amazing listening to you and obviously from watching that video it just looked like an epic adventure That's great. and yeah again just thank you so much thank you thank you oh. <laughs> <laughs> i hope you really enjoyed this supporter video the interview with rachel and donaloo um, if you do have any questions or comments please do leave them in the comment boxes below happily get back to you uh, with any you know, answers from, from these girls as well. So thank you very much for tuning in and we'll see you in another Sutporter video really soon. Mm -hmm.